A lot's been going on in the Top Shot world lately, including marketplace changes, restrictions on pack purchases, and a super collector named Dingaling, yes, Dingaling, buying more than $1 million worth of moments. On top of all of this, Major League Baseball entered the world of NFTs this week with the release of a digital product through the trading card company Tops. This episode, I'll be giving a rundown of all this and more. This is Top Shot for Dummy Episode 3, State of the Union. So the first thing I want to get into is just the state of the Top Shot market right now. So if you listen to my first episode, I was throwing around values like my Zion All-Star Game dunk going for about $8.50 and a Kevin Durant common moment going for about $60 on the marketplace. Um, If you listen to my second episode and my conversation with TJ, we did talk a little bit about the market prices in general going down. Uh, So now about two, two and a half weeks after that conversation with TJ, I can report that the markets have continued to stay down. Uh, And honestly, the value of 850 for that Zion moment and 60 for that Kevin Durant moment kind of feel like dreams right now. Uh, As of the time I'm recording this episode, the Zion moment I referenced, uh, the low ask for it on the marketplace right now is $395. And the low ask for that Kevin Durant moment as a reference is $20. So uh, this sucks. Uh, There's no no real way around that. My total account value, which basically just takes the the lowest ask for all the moments I have, is about $730. And it was easily double that about six weeks ago. So these low asks on the Topshop marketplace are just down across the board right now. um, And there's a lot of people you know, taking pretty big L's uh, for moments that they purchased or gotten packs and at one point were selling for a lot and are now down to, you know, less than half of what they were selling for uh, a month or two ago. So definitely uh, kicking myself a little bit for not selling, especially that Zion moment. Uh, I know I said it was 850, but it was actually about 1200 at one point, like the day after I got it in a pack. Um, I do still think it has long-term value, so it's not to say... I couldn't have sold it and then bought it back for a lower price, which I think is something I would have considered. And it was also part of a challenge. So another thing I talked about in episode two was that there's a lot of value to selling moments that are part of a challenge before the challenge expires. Because once that challenge expires, the value of the moments decrease significantly because not as many people are trying to get them. So not to say that I you know, just wanted to sell that Zion moment to make a quick buck. Um, I think it's a cool moment that I think has some long-term value. But had I known now, or had I, had I known then what I know now, uh, I definitely would have tried to sell it before that challenge ended, uh, made about 1000 bucks, and then I could have always bought the moment back now for about $400. So um, like I mentioned, it, it stinks, but I'm not too sick about it because I do think that moment holds long-term value. And then my next most valuable moment is a LeBron common moment. And LeBron's moments will just always hold value the, the further along he gets in his career. And one day when he retires, if Top Shot is still a thing, um, any moment that, that people have of his, I think, will be 
worth a lot and will continue to hold value. So I think, you know, looking at it long term, there's definitely still reasons for optimism. And also, while my account value is down uh, a lot compared to how it was six weeks ago or so, I still have only put in about $400 total to Top Shot, and my account is worth about $730 if I was to sell everything today. So that's about a 80% return, um, which is nothing to complain about. And that's kind of the state of things right now. Um, I bought two moments off the marketplace, uh, kind of right when I joined Top Shot, and I'm taking a pretty huge L on those two. But other than that, I have really just waited for any packs that I can get my hand, hands on. And uh, those are pretty much guaranteed at this point to not lose you any money. Because even if you just get three duds in a $9 pack, at worst, you probably sell them for 15 bucks. There's also theories that the market prices will rise again when the NBA playoffs roll around. Um, there's also still a large portion of the global NBA fan base that doesn't know about Top Shot or at least doesn't have accounts yet. So I think there's reason to believe that marketplace uh, prices will go up at some point again. Um, it might not be all moments, but I think some of these more rare, more valuable moments, um, there's better days ahead. I did want to spend a decent amount of time talking about marketplace conditions because things have changed since my first episode and even my second episode, and things will continue to change just like the nature of any other market. But now on to some other cool and different things going on in the Top Shot world. First, I want to talk about the Certified Ballers Showcase. So first of all, what is a showcase? Uh, this is something I haven't touched on before because honestly, I didn't find a ton of relevance to it um, until now. So a showcase is essentially a series of moments you can put together for other Top Shot users to view or you can share on social media, whatever you want to do with it, really. Um, but it could be anything. It could be moments uh, all from players on your favorite team or let's say you have uh, four or five moments that are all dunks. You could put all those together. You can really put moments together however you see fit, however you think is cool, and create what we call a showcase out of those. So Top Shot basically created a contest uh, called the Certified Ballers Showcase, where you can put together a showcase of three or more moments featuring certified ballers, which are NBA players who have Top Shot accounts. So if you put together a showcase with three or more moments featuring these certified ballers and you get 20 likes on your showcase and you share it on Twitter, then Dapper Labs will give you $20 in Dapper credits, which can be used on the marketplace to buy packs, however you want to use it. Uh, there's also more prizes for the more likes you get and if you're in the top certain percentage of overall likes, but I won't even get into those prizes because I'm definitely not going to qualify for one. And I don't think that anyone listening to this would qualify for one of those. Um, this was pretty easy for me to complete because I already had a Taco Fall and Hassan Whiteside moment, um, who are both NBA players that have Top Shot accounts. And then I just bought a Rudy Gobert moment on the marketplace for seven bucks. And I also got my 20 likes pretty easy. Sharing it on Twitter, there's a certain hashtag that you have to use. And just doing that alone got me several likes. And then I'm in a couple Discord communities um, and people were willing and ready to 
give out likes there. So getting those 20 is pretty easy. So I think we have until like early May to complete that, but um, I was able to get those 20 likes just within a couple days and I'm looking forward to getting my 20 Dapper credits. And this is really a win-win for Dapper Labs and Top Shot users. Dapper Labs is getting a lot of increased brand awareness from people sharing this on Twitter. It was really blowing up within the first few days after it was announced and I'm still seeing showcases come across my timeline pretty often. And then for any user that completes this, uh, the reward is pretty obvious. You get $20. Speaking of wins for Dapper Labs, they are apparently raising more money now at a $7.5 billion valuation. So it'll be interesting to see what happens and how they spend this money. There have definitely been improvements to the site since their previous round of funding, which uh, TJ talked about in our last episode. I think we might see them continue to put money back into the hands of collectors like they have with the Certified Baller Showcase Contest. Um, it is kind of interesting timing since they just did a pretty major round of funding. So this also tells me that Top Shot could be changing. There could be something on the horizon, um, but it could just be that they are wanting to really improve the site, hire more staff, uh, keep progressing along that way. But just a very interesting note with how much money they've been raising and what their valuation is. The next thing I want to talk about is a specific collector who is making quite a bit of noise in the Top Shot space. And this collector goes by none other than Dingaling. Earlier this month, they bought a LeBron James moment for a record $387,000. And they also bought a collection of other moments for over $1 million. The most intriguing part about Dingaling so far is that they've made no sales. So they obviously believe in Top Shot long term. Dingling has chosen to stay anonymous, but they do a written interview with the First Mint podcast, and the host of the First Mint reads this interview on his podcast. So if you want to hear a little bit more from that interview, I would recommend you go check out uh, the First Mint. Uh, it's a really good resource on Top Shot in general, and this written interview with Dingling is very informative and, and entertaining. Uh, the best part is when asked why they chose the name Dingling, they respond with, hasn't it been great seeing Dingling all over social media? To which I respond, it certainly has been. The last piece of news I wanted to touch on specifically as it relates to Top Shot is that they have started putting restrictions on some pack drops. Uh, it used to be that any and everyone was eligible for each pack drop, no matter whether it was a common, a rare, a legendary. Um, it didn't necessarily mean everyone was going to get one, but they could at least join the queue. Now we're seeing restrictions on more of the rare packs. Uh, for instance, there was a $1,000 legendary pack drop on April 12th. And to qualify for this, uh, you had to have at least 15 moments in your account or two rare rare moments or one legendary moment. Then uh, 10 days later, there was a $100 pack drop with similar requirements, plus you had to have spent $99 in the marketplace. And Topshop pulls this account data prior to announcing the requirements. In other words, it's impossible to see the announcement about these requirements and then go fulfill them just to be eligible. You have to have done these things prior to the qualifications being announced. I think this is primarily done to prevent bots and people with multiple accounts from getting these rare packs. And it's also to reward genuine collectors, uh, give them better odds of getting these more rare packs. I did qualify for both of these. However, I did not actually get one of them. But uh, for anyone that was in that same situation as me who qualified but wasn't 
in the lucky few that actually got one of the packs, we were given a chance at a $9 rebound pack, as they're calling it, which I think is a really cool um, and good way just to reward, you know, people who still qualified, but just weren't uh, one of the lucky few that, that got one of these rare legendary packs. So I think that's a cool way to do it moving forward. Um, that way, you know, you at least get something for qualifying. Um, and just as an FYI, I know there have been several people that asked for a video of a pack opening so they can kind of see what it looks like. So I did record one of those rebound packs and I'm going to be putting the um, YouTube link to that in the podcast description. So I see these restrictions of some kind staying in place moving forward. Um, I don't know what they'll be. We've already seen two with slightly different restrictions for each one. But as much as possible, I think it's smart to try to stay ahead of the curve. For instance, I have 29 moments in my account right now. So I'm thinking about adding another one just to get to a nice even 30 in case, you know, for the next one, uh, if a qualification is to have 30 moments in your account, I'm, I'm already there and, you know, I could get there with five bucks. So it's not a super risky thing. Um, another thing might be completing a challenge. So I haven't completed any challenges yet, really haven't even considered that. But if there's one that's relatively cheap to complete and I see some value in, I might try to do that because it could be that down the road, uh, there's a thousand dollar pack drop and only people that have completed a challenge are eligible for it. All that is pure speculation, but the, the point is that I think these restrictions of some kind are here to stay, and I think it's smart to try to think ahead and get ahead of it as much as possible if you do want a chance at some of these more rare or uh, legendary packs. Perhaps the biggest news as it relates to Top Shot this week really doesn't have anything to do with Top Shot at all. And this is that the MLB entered the NFT world this week by releasing a digital trading card product through the company Tops, which has historically been one of the biggest traditional trading card manufacturers. Uh, they released two different pack types made available on a first come first serve basis. The first one was $5 and had six cards per pack. And the other was $100 and had 45 cards per pack. So these are quite different than NBA Top Shot packs and moments, um, and it's a totally separate product from Dapper Labs. So like I mentioned before, this is done through the company Tops, which has no affiliation with Dapper Labs. Um, they use a company named Wax um, to host their and really produce their NFTs. Um, another big difference is that these are static cards as opposed to digital highlights or static pictures or images as opposed to digital highlight. They really just look like your traditional baseball card made digital. And the Top Shot community, including the CEO of Dapper Labs, have been very critical of this, particularly as it relates to just that, the design and the user experience. Now, I think there's a few key points as it relates to this and kind of the argument against the Tops product. First, I just want to point out that it is very early. I mean, they just released these packs on April 20th, um, and this was really the first one that they did outside of kind of a special free pack that they gave to anyone who was a part of their email list um, when they made an initial announcement. But for all intents and purposes, this one on April 20th was their release. So it could the user experience and the product itself could certainly be enhanced over time. Um, the second thing I wanted to point out is that this does feel very rushed, and I think it has a lot to do with the growing popularity of Top Shot and Dapper Labs, and this put 
pressure on Tops and the MLB to get something out. Now that said, Tops is a trading company that is sorry, a trading card company that is moving into the NFT space, whereas Dapper Labs is a company really specializing in NFTs that moved into the sports space. So I think that's a key difference uh, to point out when comparing these two products. And because of that, I think it's possible that the top site will always be a little clunky and the product is never quite as beautiful as Top Shot. But I think that Top's brand name alone could be enough to make them a viable presence in the NFT space. Along those lines, a Mike Trout card has already sold for 87000 between April 20th and now. So there's clearly a market for this. Um, I do think a lot of people that have been big into traditional trading cards actually like the simplicity of it and that it basically is the experience of buying a $5 pack of cards at checkout in Target and bringing it home to your kid and open it to see what you get. Um, now, obviously... It's a little bit different than that since, uh, you know, a day or two after there's already been one selling for 87000 I mean, I think you see more similarities to the top shop market than you would the traditional trading card market in that regard. But um, I do think a lot of people like it. And like I said, there's clearly a market for it. Now, in terms of this pack drop on April 20th, I, like many people, tried and failed to get a pack. Uh, but my friend Dan also tried as well. Have a listen. So April 20th rolls around. The clock's ticking down to the pack drop. Yeah. Um, talk me through what happened, what your experience was like. Because I tried to go in too, and I had a little bit of a different experience, but I know yours was uh, a little bit eventful. Yeah, for sure. So from my vantage point, at least, it seemed like getting a pack was going to be worth it. But then Actually, the process of getting a pack was going to be the difficult thing. Maybe not, um, you know, selling the cards in the pack or or getting good cards, but actually getting the pack itself. So, I talked to both my brothers to see if they would want to, uh, you know, both all try to go online at the same time, try mm -hmm. to get packs, and then maybe divvy up. Um, if, if two of us gets a pack and and one doesn't, then we would try to, you know, split it evenly. But uh, my one brother, he wasn't too interested in the whole NFT thing, but my other brother was all in. So I, uh, when the countdown was rolling down, they were supposed to launch at one o'clock. And um, I would say I probably loaded up the pages maybe like 20 minutes, a half hour before one o'clock. But then like 15 minutes before one o'clock, all the tops pages just kind of went blank. And um, basically the whole website kind of just uh, took a big nosedive. So, uh, from being on the discord, I saw the tops move the launch back to one thirty. So we kind of regrouped said, okay, we'll get back here. So we log in probably at like one fifteen, and, uh, the countdown timers and all the graphics were showing back up on the website. So I guess whatever they needed to do, they fixed it. And then, yeah, we basically watched the timers count down. And then once they got to zero, then again, pretty much all chaos just broke loose uh when you clicked on order then it would take you to a screen what was supposed to happen is take you to a screen where you put in your credit card but what really happened was you would click on order put in the quantity that you wanted and then you would click uh to put in your credit card and the whole screen would just go white <laughs> and so <laughs> me and my brother are talking on the phone like is this happening to you is this happening to you 
so we're both seeing the same thing and i was also looking on the uh tops uh discord and a lot of people are reporting the same thing so it did uh seem though we were looking at um you could see how many packs were still available on the tops website and it looked like the packs were slowly going so we're like there's got to be uh, some way to get through. Um, at least some people seem to be doing it. So basically then, I would say for the next 20 minutes, half hour, we just were refreshing. <laughs> and um, we had like different tabs open and all this stuff, just refreshing. And sometimes it would load to where you could put in your credit card information. So I would say maybe like one out of every 10 times it would load. You put in your credit card information thinking, okay, this is finally it. And then you would hit submit and then it would just, the whole screen would just kind of blank out again. I think you would get an error message that said, um, you know, timed out or, or whatever it was. So then it would be like, okay, start over again, refresh 10 more times, get into the credit card, try to get that to work and then just blanked out over and over again. So that's pretty much what we were doing. Me and my brother had a plan to try to get uh, two of the deluxe packs and then we would- Which were a hundred dollars. Is that right? Yeah, exactly. So we uh, we were both like, okay, I think we want to bring $100 to this. Um, whoever can get two packs first, then we'll just stop there, call it a day, and then uh, we'll try to, you know, open up or maybe even just like turn the packs over on the secondary market. Uh, so long story short, we didn't wind up getting packs, but I'll tell you <laughs> what happened in the meantime. So as I explained, putting in the info, refreshing, finally getting through the credit card. And I put it in one time. And then when it gave me the error message, then I refreshed the page and it actually gave me a confirmation. So I told my brother, I mm -hmm. said, oh, this is great. Uh, we have a, a confirmed buy and it was two packs. So at that point, we were like, okay, that's all we wanted. We just wanted two packs. Um, let's call it a day. And um, Tops had also kind of simultaneously put out on Twitter, they said, if you see a charge on your credit card, but you don't see the packs appearing in your wax wallet, which is, um, you know, where your NFTs go, mm -hmm. then they said, uh, you'll receive your packs once the system is caught up. All orders are processed on a first come, first serve basis. If you do not receive your packs, you'll be refunded automatically. So checked out my credit card statement <laughs> and believe it or not, there were actually a seven packs charged to there. So uh, you can do the math, $700. And we were really in it for, like I said, like $200. So we're like, okay, that's uh <laughs> Yeah. So what was your reaction there? Were you, was it like, oh crap? Or were you thinking, oh, I can probably make a profit off all these. This isn't the worst thing in the world. Yeah. I think my thought was, if this is legit, I just hope that my packs come to my wallet fast so I can turn over. Basically, my goal was in the end to be in it for like $200 between me and my brother. So mm -hmm. we were basically thinking, okay, I hope that these packs come in fast because it seemed like the first people that were getting their packs were able to flip them for at least 200 250 So I was thinking... You know, once all the packs are released, maybe then, you know, the, the price value is going to go down a lot. So that was my real thought. I just hope that if these are coming, they come fast and mm -hmm. I can just, you know, unload 
uh, everything that I didn't want. But I was a bit excited actually, because it seemed like in the secondary market, right in the beginning, packs were starting to get um, sold for a lot of money. So I was thinking this could be actually uh, not what we intended, but it could be a, a good opportunity to kind of uh, flip some packs and maybe even uh, because we weren't playing the guessing game anymore. Uh, we had already seen what they're going for in the secondary market, knowing, okay, we have, you know, seven packs, but we also might be a little bit more willing to hold on to them if we see what they're right. selling for. So that's, uh, that's what happened and that's what showed up. So obviously we were like, okay, don't want to go into this any deeper. And I, I guess all those charges just came through all the, like I said earlier, just the refreshing that we had to do to even get to that credit card screen and then try to get through that. So then though, they didn't come in the wax wallet like all evening. And I had known uh, with blockchain, like it takes a little bit longer to uh, process requests and stuff like that. But um, it really did seem like it was taking a long time. Then I woke up the next morning and checked it out. And then all the uh, charges to my credit card account were refunded. So at that point, I basically knew that I had fallen into the latter group of um, <laughs> if you don't get a pack, you're just going to be refunded. Yeah. So at that point, you know, I, I told my brother what happened and we were both bummed, but we kind of had agreed that we were there uh, at the time and we did everything at least from our perspective that we could do to try to get a pack. So, I mean, you got was, further than I did. I was getting the blank <laughs> screen. I couldn't even put in my credit card. So really? I, yeah. I just kept refreshing and uh, just getting a blank screen. And then it was really frustrating because I kept trying that. And then I tried it on the $5 packs too. And then I saw tops tweet that there's still $5 packs available and I'm just refreshing like a madman and can't get anything. So it was yeah. uh it seems like all around it was a mess but i know it worked for some people so good for them yeah it seems like the people that got it you know it is working out uh whether they want to get it as investment or something that they want to hold on to it seems like uh at least in the first week here the uh enthusiasm has been around it and people are kind of buying in mm -hmm. but um yeah we'll see we'll see if that lasts and then um if it does last, I guess these people got in at the ground floor and, and they'll forever have the Series 1. If you made it this far, thank you as always for listening. Don't forget to download, subscribe, tell a friend, and above all, just don't be a dummy. <laughs>